If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy, are we cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Bright and early, but not too early. You know that coffee got me feeling squirrely. Donut Saturday, don't you worry. I'm about to beat up on Mickey because I'm the bully. What's going on, everybody? Season two, of course, of the Mickey Zizzy podcast, brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach that pinnacle, everybody. Go ahead and check out their website, pinnaclesup.com, for all your healthy lifestyle products. View the new bundles, and of course, use that promo code Mickey Zizzy. Get your free merch with any purchase. Now, I wouldn't be Zizzy without that man, Mickey. So let's hear from the man himself. Mick, what's up, my guy? You threw me off. Uh, even the recording was going wild with how uh, electric you came in with the rhymes looking like me out here. But uh, all right, we're, we're with it. We are bright and early. Uh, real quick, though, before we even get into it, a new partnership alert. The podcast is teaming up with the up-and-coming YouTube basketball player, Grant Anderson. His YouTube channel is G4313. He was actually an interviewee. On the podcast, he has been traveling from Florida to Utah playing and recording basketball games. His content is from pickup basketballs, basketball games, to YouTube influencer runs. Business is booming, so go help him out by watching, liking, and subscribing his videos at G4313. Grant continues to grow his brand uh, as we do here. We are the biggest G4313 podcast. Go like and subscribe and go out and ball. G43! Yankees also have a new partnership. Absolutely, man. It's awesome to have another partnership, another sponsor here on the podcast, another person that we can help represent, um, get their business off the ground. I mean, he's he's a player. He's a shooter. He's a baller. And he's a good dude himself. So absolutely. Go ahead. Support him. Like it. Sub- uh, subscribe. G for three. Um, watch it on YouTube, man. He's a he's it's it's fun to watch. No, 100%. And uh, that's what we do on this podcast. That's why, you know, I hype up everybody. And that's what we love doing here and perfect transition in to the person of the week, Yank. I want to take the reins right here on this segment. Absolutely. And once again, I just love breaking rules when it comes to the person of the week because I just love <laughs> hyping up people. Um, but it's uh, two of our good friends, Brock Flack and Brad Pace. They are competing in the Indoor Midwest Conference Championships right now. And they both threw PRs yesterday in the shot put, placing fourth and sixth to actually help the Rams where we went to college be first place after day two by 10 points. Now, that's pretty monumental. Monmouth has been running the conference for, I mean, 20 years, like legit 20 years winning that conference in track. And they have a 10-point lead going to day two. And the throwing events really, really helped them out with Brad getting fourth and Brock getting sixth. I know they've been working hard. Brad's coming back for his fifth year to continue to PR and to throw far. And it's awesome. They call it snack and field. And I wish I could throw as far as them. But uh, they're doing great things. And I just want to hype them and send them some positive vibes going into day two yeah absolutely i know i'd reached out to brock i hadn't seen the video yet of brad uh pr and i didn't know if there was one but i wanted to see that and i gotta reach out to him as well but yeah man i mean shout shout out to them uh it is big time that cornell is leading going into day two i I also i know i never did track and field when i was there but i do know that that conference has kind of been run by mama just like how football kind of was too but, uh, yeah, for them to have a 10-point lead going into day two, that's big time. And awesome to see the Ramley getting out there and doing their thing. Uh, but, yeah, snack and field, big-time supporter. Got to love to see it. Love seeing it be two of our guys as well. Uh, Brock and Brad, go get it, bro. All right. 
Um, for me, uh, also just kind of supporting the accomplishments of other people. My person of the week is just going to be one person because I follow rules. Uh, Connie <laughs> Peters. Uh, she actually just hit her 10 week consistency goal where she's been working out for six days a week for now, 10 weeks now. So got to support that. Love to see other people accomplishing fitness goals. I know obviously you're doing the hard, the hard 75 and, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm over here. I actually got some other announcements that I'll be making at the end of the podcast. It's not hundred percent confirmed, but it's a possibility. Maybe just, maybe just a take from Yeah. A little alert, little alert. But uh, yeah, no. On top of that, she uh, she also is an employee at Giles Driver. She's been killing it in the service department. She honestly kind of like runs that department in a way. She's not the manager, but a lot of times she kind of acts. But she does her thing, and she's a good friend of mine. Uh, It is beautiful weather this weekend down here in Florida. It is 71 degrees currently. Sorry to tell you that for anybody up north that they're feeling a little cold today, but. Might be hitting the beach tomorrow. She might be there. Have a great time. Uh, Got to support the friends and support their support them hitting their fitness goals. One hundred percent. I mean, the seventy five hard. I've been having to walk into snowy blizzard, snow, really, really windy, cold. I mean, me and Haley have been walking out in nine degree weather in the mornings, but like we getting it done. Uh, so it's awesome hearing Don't about other fitness goals because, you know, I'm feeling better. I'm actually I have a little, little hamstring kind of. Knee issue, uh, that's a little on the injury report here. Stop, I think we're gonna be okay. Knees, God. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna be uh working it out, but uh, let's get to it. All right, hit that ice and stem, baby. Hit that rehab. You know. <laughs> um, Yank, it's but, been awesome. Positive vibes here in the beginning. You know, we talked about G for three. We talked about Pinnacle. Uh, you know, we talked with Omar last week about his podcast, and that was an awesome yes. interview. And yes. we're also gonna do our recap, just like what we kind of did last uh, earlier this week with Omar, but the all-star breaking, what's your first initial thoughts? I mean, I want to hear your uh, big, big takes on this. Um, Well, first off the game itself. Incredible. I love, I love the NBA all-star game. Um, It is, I I mean, like bait, like I compare it to other sports in a way, like I'm going to be honest guys. Like I think NHL is awesome. I think hockey is awesome. I love going to games, but I'm not the biggest hockey fan and I don't watch as much as I probably should. Um, but you think of like NFL, like the pro bowl, it's a joke to my, to me, when you think of the MLB all-star game, I think that's really cool, but it's hard for me to sit through a nine inning game and just watch that the entire time, regardless of who's playing, to be honest. Um, and that's not knocking baseball. I love baseball. I played it for so long, but NBA All-Star Weekend is different. I love the game. I love the new format. It has totally forced them to where now we're actually starting to see defense be played, especially in that final quarter. Um, The Kobe rule, it's always cool to see that. The new trophy being named after him. Um, You just see electric performances. I mean, I know we're going to get to talking about Steph. I know we're going to get to talking about the final minutes and seconds of that game. But overall, the game is incredible. Now, that being said, Worst dunk contest of all time. Um, I'm going to say that now. Uh, the three-point contest, big cat. That was an awesome thing to watch. Uh, I did think that – I, I t- said on the last podcast he was going to be a threat, but no, I should have stuck with my gut and picked him to win the whole dang thing. But no, that's going to be something cool to talk about. But, yeah, initially that's where I'm at. Yank, you hit the nail right on the head there. The all-star game in the NBA is so perfectly put together. On ESPN, on SportsCenter, you want to look at highlights. You want to look at big dunks. You want to see logo threes. You want to see all that stuff to get you excited. At the same time, you want to see good defense, the stars going against the stars, 
and you don't want them to get hurt. Well, Yank, let's just play a pickup game to 24, and that's it. 12 buckets being made. Oh, let's just have the first three quarters be charity-based events. Keep it close for them and legit. No, don't play as much hard defense, but see these awesome dongs in between the leg with mellow ollie oops. Oh, that sounds really intriguing. They perfected it, Yank, even with the Rising Stars Challenge, a little like bracket there to have even G League players come to the All-Star. I think, honestly, they perfected it, and it's amazing. Um, Just like you said, it's one of these awesome events that you can go watch compared to the tag two-and-touch NFL Pro Bowl, which baseball, I'm in the same boat. Like, I can't watch baseball. I need something a little bit more go, go, go. And then NHL, yeah, I mean, I only can watch it in person. It's one of those, like, I will sit down and watch it in person. I've been to one, you know, but like a hockey game in a while. So it's just so cool that the NBA has perfected this NBA All-Star so that you get everything you want. I mean, besides a really bad dunk contest, which we'll talk about in just a second. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, we might as well just get into it now. I mean, the, the dunk contest, after watching that, of course the All-Star game was going to be incredible, right? Like, you can't get any worse than that. I just don't understand what it – I mean, I know that it's hard to compare to years before. And honestly, like, when you go back in the day, you think of, like, the Dominique Wilkins, you think of the Michael Jordans, you think of the crazy dunk contests back in the 80s, 90s, of course. But then you think of – Back in twenty, what was it, sixteen, seventeen? When was the Aaron Gordon and twenty sixteen? That was twenty sixteen. Yes, twenty sixteen. So you think of that dunk, and honestly, that might have ruined it for the next decade because that that was one of the most incredible dunk contests I think of all time, if not possibly the best one of all time. But you got to have something better planned. You got to come in prepared. And when we do do that, I just don't understand sitting here and watching for five minutes as somebody attempts a dunk 15 to 20 times and doesn't make like it's let, it's not even entertaining. You got judges that are in a way like walking off the court. They're not even paying attention. Like nobody's really interested. I, I just, there's could be so much more. There could be more stars. If that's what we need to do. I know some people are proposing, other formats of even how we conduct the dunk contest, but that's how you know how bad it was. People are talking about completely changing the dunk contest because of what just happened. Well, Yank, I looked at some stats just about like awesome dunk contests. And first, you're right. Me, I want more props. I said it in the last episode. We need that just to get the people going. Blake Griffin jumping over a car. Yeah, it's over the hood, but like that's electric. And you look at some of these <laughs> players really tried to do other people's dunks. Like uh, I think it was Juan or uh, I don't know the other person, but like they try to do the Vinsanity dunk, trying to get his arm stuck in the rim. We saw how actually hard that is. Vinsanity, that's an iconic dunk with his arm staying in there. You have Nate Robinson versus Dwight Howard. Super small Nate Robinson winning the dunk contest over uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, who won it in 2009 or 2008, I think, uh, had the Superman cape from like half or from free throw. Like that's awesome. You have the Dominique Wilkins versus uh, Michael Jordan. Like, that was two of the biggest names in basketball going against each other in the dunk contest. You have Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, they're maybe – well, Zach Levine's a pretty big all-star now, but they weren't, like, the best basketball players, but we knew they were the best dunkers. And they put on a show. I mean, I think it's one of the best dunk contests of all time. We say these dunks, Jake. I just gave you five, four different years of how great the dunk contest can be. This past year – yeah, no, we just didn't see it. I mean, they tried dunks. They kept on missing, kept on missing. I was watching with a couple of friends, like, really? Like, and this man still got, like, a seven. He should have got, like, all sixes because I think that's the lowest score you can get. Like, if you fail, Yank, like, 
all right, I'm going to go to my safe dunk. Like, Obi Toppin, like, it was just a walk in the park for him. Like, I put that in the really back of the trophy case. Like, oh, yeah, I won the dunk contest once. It was really bad. But um, that's just kind of my thoughts about it. Like you said, I think we need the stars back in it. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like some of these people don't have bounce, but it's just you got to know your – like Jalen Green's first attempt. I mean, it was like 15 attempts. I mean – that's just at was, some yeah. point, at some point, you make a cut, you miss, you miss two or three. It's okay. You got to have a safe dunk plan, and you got to go in with a different strategy. I just don't understand how they expect to try and keep the attention of the pub, general public watching that. Exactly. Like I would get so upset. Like, man, I missed this three times. Like, this isn't entertaining. Like, we don't want to see missed dunks. Like, if they would have made some of those on well, the first try, I mean, I understand I missing okay. a couple, but still, like, yeah, and I, I mean, I, we saw more misses than makes. Exactly, and that's like not fun. So it's just oh, one of those things where I we need the stars back in more props. I mean, Aaron Gordon jumped over the tallest player in the NBA, Taco Fall. That's electric. You have people like uh, Spud Webb, who's super super short, beating people in the dunk contest and having these awesome dunks. I think we need a little you, you gotta tell a story. I heard this when you do the uh NBA dunk contest. It's really sad when Shaquille O'Neal, who you know, the iconic photo is him with the camcorder, his mouth wide open, like, oh my gosh, like that was awesome. Yeah. And now he's sitting there like eye rolling, not even excited. So yeah. you need these dudes who can tell a story, get people excited. Like one of the dunks I want to see I saw on the video game. You take the ball, you know, you do the thing like uh soccer players do the rainbow. Throw that over yeah. your head, let it bounce, jump up, dunk it. That'd be electric. Get your feet involved. Like, we haven't seen that before. I think people still can be creative. And you see all these other YouTube dunkers that are just junking through the roof. Like, I wish the NBA dunk contest would be like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, there's definitely, and maybe some of the stars will choose to come out and do it. I mean, I know we have some young jumpers. We got the John Morant's of the world. You might even try. I mean, LeBron James has never done it in his career. Like to me, I don't care if you're 37, you got to just do it to do it at this point. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel that there's other ways to get other people involved, regardless if they're necessarily the best dunker i mean you do want the best dunkers but also you want people to be interested in general and they're going to be interested if they're watching the superstars because some of them got ups let's be real yeah and you know i i'm looking back through all these dunks yank we just got to be more creative i mean the, the dunking the tims for cole anthony cool but like it really didn't you know grab my attention yeah. that much blown out a candle as you dunk okay that's kind of cool like you go try to do that. Like, and I, you know, I'll try some of these dunks on my eight foot rim at my gym. Okay. Some of those are pretty hard, but I just like things you really haven't seen before. I mean, I think spinning angling around the back is very, very challenging. I think that was in this dunk contest this year. So like they're still decent dunks, but like definitely a letdown. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all I really had on it. I don't, it'll be interesting to see. I, it's just, it's crazy to me that they're talking about changing the format of a of a dunk contest after this season, and that's just that's all that really has to be said about it. But we'll we'll see what happens next year. It, it can't get much worse than that, so I'm excited to see what happens because this year, like honestly, like I turned it off. I knew Obi was winning by after his first dunk in the second round, and I said, "Okay, I'm done with this." I turned it off, so we'll see what happens with that moving forward. Now, let's move to that three point contest. How about it? Yeah, Cat uh, winning it, like, nobody really saw it. And I think he kind of went in, like, with that attitude. I could kind of see his swagger that 
he, yeah, he wanted it. He wanted it. For sure. And, uh, you know, it's just really cool. Big man. I mean, that's like this really shows what type of the league the NBA is. Like for you to be a big man, you best shoot threes. You don't have the classic, I'm just going to get big boards, like the Shaquille O'Neal's in the league anymore. For you to be a dominant big man, you've got to have a three-pointer. I mean, look at Giannis. Giannis is so, so good now because he has a jumper. You look at Joel Embiid, he's leading the league in scoring. I mean, he can shoot the three. So, I mean, this is just the clear example of showing that if you want to be a dominant big man in the league, you got to shoot threes. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have to be, but it's just because of the way the NBA is changing. It's just – it's hard – well, first off, we just don't see the big box. I mean, Shaq was huge. He's an anomaly, let's be honest. I mean, he's seven foot tall. You don't see people necessarily coming in like that and still be built that athletically or that or that huge. But now you start to see that, and they can shoot. I mean, them. that's just part of the NBA. That's because of people like Steph Curry and the three-point expansion, just everything that's happened in the last 20, 30 years of the NBA. We're now all seeing it come to big guys can shoot. How many times do you go play a pickup game and there's the tall guy that you're expecting to sit down low and he's pulling up from three or trying to shoot the mid-range jumper? You're like, dude, you're seven foot tall. Get down low. <laughs> like, you know how that goes. But no, it's the NBA now. And you're right. Like Joel Embiid, top leading scorer of the league. He can step out and shoot. He's got amazing footwork and handles for somebody that big. Kevin Durant, the natural, like what? Naturally, possibly the most gifted scorer of all time. And he's 6'11". Like he's a tarantula. We call him the tarantula, okay? Literally, he is that long, that tall, and he comes out. He can shoot the ball. He can shoot from anywhere. Um, it's it's just part of the NBA. It's the way it's developed. But, yeah, to still see him step in and win the three-point contest, I know we don't have the cream of the crop in there. Let's be honest. We all know who the best shooters in the NBA are, and not all of them were in it. But, but Steph went when it last. Still. I mean, you talk about the, the star. Steph went and said, like, yeah. Prove y'all. I'm shimmying over here, balling out. Like, I mean, he did. He said he made it known in the actual game, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, the um, yeah, big cat over there. I mean, he was talking to stuff. He was getting his pointers. He was taking it seriously. He definitely wanted to come in and win that and actually make a point. Like, I mean, it does prove a point. It's a staple to say, like, big man can shoot, and it's a different NBA. So, I, I mean, tip your hat to him. It was impressive to watch. He, what, it was like 31 or 32 in his final round? Something like that. I think it's definitely up there because they had, like, the four-point ball trying to make it more fun. Like, there you go. That's yeah, cool. which I think is cool. Yeah. I mean, they're adding a little bit to it. But, like, yeah, still says not the cream of the cop, but they still had Trey Young, elite. Uh, oh, no, no absolutely. They still have great people. They still have great shooters. No, yeah, absolutely. That's the best, but it's still, it's not a walk in the park. Man bleeded the three point shooter. Uh, I mean, that's all he does. And for the most part, when you watch him in games, he's obviously developed a floater in a running game, but still, like, there's other people in that three point contest that are all incredible shooters. It just is incredible to see the seven footer be the winner. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, now that moves on. I mean, you already kind of dabbled in it with the all star game. Uh, Steph Curry, 50 burgers. Um, I thought he was going to break the record. I mean, he was just unconscious. Yeah. He was legit turned at the peak of his shot, and he's already turning, running. Like, that's what the All-Star game is. Like, I want to get excited. Like, I'm over here freaking out. And he's like, you need to watch basketball with boys. I'm like, this is legendary performance. Like, of course, I want to go nuts for it. Um, <laughs> and I was texting you. I'm like, this is insane. Like, this is so awesome yeah. to see. And that's the only reason why Team LeBron won. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, the MVP of the All-Star game for a reason, for him easily picked and proven. I mean, when you shatter the the All-Star game previous record for threes in the game was nine. I mean, I made 16. <laughs> like, 16? I, uh, <laughs> he almost doubled it. On top of that, do you think about even – I know it's the All-Star game. It's different defense. So, yes, no, it's not as impressive in a way. But that the – Record for most threes in a game in general in the NBA is 14 by Clay Thompson in the regular season. So, like, technically, we watch history in general. Like, it's the most threes made in a game ever. And you sit there, and it's just greatness to watch because it's not necessarily about him making the threes or shooting them. Like, I don't think there's one person that watches a Warriors game or Steph Curry play in general where every time he shoots, you don't sit there and, like, hold your breath for a second. You're like, oh, that's in. Like every single time he pulls up from three, everybody has that slight instinctual feeling as soon as he lets it go, like, oh, that's going in. And so when we sit there and watch him make it, that's not the surprising part. It's like you said, the theatrics, the I'm going to shoot this. And before it's even halfway there, I'm running the other way. And he knows it's going in or sitting around and asking the fans, did that go in? Did that go in? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. And just the shimmies, the having fun with it, the fifty burger, and he definitely tried. He tried to get the point, re- the fine, the uh, oh, he point was talking, record, he was talking yeah. in his shirt. No, he went, he went cold. He definitely went cold a little bit at the end. He missed like his last five or six three point attempts, but still, for him to do what he had done to that point was absolutely incredible to watch. It was so cool. And then for the game to even come down, like we said, it's a twenty four point pickup game, and it comes down to the final shot. And it's a double-team, triple-team turnaround jumper for a game-winner. That's All what we right. want to see, Relax. man. Relax. It was a double-team. Let's be real. But still, uh, it was, it's a great shot. And it, just, and it comes down to a game-winning shot. Like, that's what we want to see in the All-Star game. That's what we want to see. I mean, game-winners. I mean, buzzer-beaters, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, for sure. Of course you want to see that in the All-Star game. And, like, it was tied. I barely got the over, too. I bet the over. Like, let's go. I thought you I always, You always on the over. Exactly. Um, that was clutch, but, uh, yeah, overall that game was just awesome. It's just really cool to see some of the people like really, really try hard, like LaMelo and, uh, Murray, they were trying so hard. They were getting steals. They were ooping it to each other, like playing super hard. Um, you can definitely tell who like the young guns were and whatnot, but I definitely think the all-star game and three point, you know, the weekend overall was a huge success. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you enjoy watching the skills contest. Like, I enjoy watching it. It was a little bit better this year to watch, um, for sure. But still, like, everything about it, just All-Star Weekend in general for the NBA. It's my favorite All-Star Weekend of any of the major sports, and I enjoyed it once again. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Just really diving into the NBA here and college basketball as March Madness is approaching. I'm super excited for it all. Oh, dude, March Madness, don't even get me started. We got our bracket challenge for the Make a Zizzy podcast. So we Which got is going to be perfected, too. We, we had yes. a really rough first year. I probably yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, um, we did have some security breach is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> security breach. Yeah, we're going to limit it to two. Uh, <laughs> and maybe a private code. Uh, we're still talking about it, but it will be better, 100%. Not send it <laughs> some random guy. Yes. We don't even know if he got the trophy last year. <laughs> did, he, did he? He never confirmed it with you? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Well, we just talked about NBA All-Star Weekend, but a part of that weekend, 
at halftime, they did the NBA Top 75 uh, anniversary, obviously the Top 75 players in the history of the NBA. And then a little bit later on in the week, they came out with the rankings for those Top 75 players. We had known about the list for a while, but we had not gotten an official ranking, and they came out and did that. And uh, honestly, I agree with a lot of it, but there, there are just some things that I just can't accept, Mickey, and your take on it initially. Uh, the overall ceremony was awesome. Yeah, some people say it was a little bit lengthy, but me, I'm like, heck yeah, I want to see these guys walk yeah, in. celebrate them. I want to see these there's guys. Rumors, there's rumors MJ was at the Daytona 500, and he walks out as the last person. Like, talk about GOAT. That's like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the, the glass shattering and the crowd going nuts. In LeBron's <laughs> house, and they're cheering even louder. Like, everyone thought MJ wasn't there. Michael Jordan was talking trash to Magic. Like, hey, you want to lace up right now and play? Yank. He, uh, was, he serious. was dead serious. He was serious. He, he was take, dead serious. He wanted to go put up 50 on MJ. <laughs> and just see Michael Jordan, like you could tell, like he was just having fun with it, this and that. And, you know, we do talk about a lot of these stars. Some of the people I definitely think Paul Pierce, KG, Ray Allen, of course. I mean, they were Kobe's enemy for a number of years. You talk about uh, Steph Curry. Yes, I think by the end of his career, he's going to be a top three player of all time because he changed the game, excuse me, so much. You have your Larry Bird, your Magic Johnson, of course. Some other people, uh, I even tweeted it. I think Dwight Howard was the biggest snub. He, he took he beat a LeBron team. He went to the finals in like 08-09 with Jameer Nelson and Hito Turkle, which I love those guys. You know, I talk to my friend Nick Bevins all the time about that team. He loved that team. But mm-hmm. Dwight Howard was a defensive player of the year. He led the league in blocks and rebounds. Um, he was the Orlando Magic in his prime. And you're going to take Damian Lillard, who hasn't even made the finals? I'm sorry, I'm going to take – and Dame Time has ruined some franchises with some of his shots, you know, like we talked about the – Yeah, Dame absolutely. But, like, even a Dennis Rodman, you're telling me yeah, you're going to take Dennis Rodman over Dwight Howard? No way. I mean, I wouldn't like to make that Dennis Rodman comparison because I think that he is the biggest, like, I'm going to – like. To quote The Last Dance, he is the biggest F-up player. Like, he just Fs everything up. Like, that's all he does. Like, he is a de- defensive disruption. He's an oh, amazing rebounder. No, I know I know Dwight Howard is, too. I'm not saying that he's not. Uh, but when also Dennis Rodman is the champion that he is, you have to take all that stuff into account as well because he did it with the bad boys. He was on that Bulls team, which was already incredible. But – does that Bulls team do a second three-peat without Dennis Rodman? I don't think it does a full three-peat. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I wouldn't okay, necessarily make that comparison. That but but no, Dwight Howard not being on the list in general, I give you that. That's a snub. He's got to be on there. I like. I would put him above Damian Lillard. I would put him above other people on that list, absolutely. Um, when you talk about Steph Curry, I think absolutely by the end of the by the end of his career he'll be in the top ten possibly could be a top five player. I think he's in the top ten time. right now. I think I have to go make edits on my top ten list. I think there's an argument to be made just because if you look at other people that aren't in the top ten either, like Kevin Durant is ranked twelve. To me, I think he would be in the top ten before Steph Curry did. Even you though you think KD will, yeah, I would. I would put him in. I would put KD in the top ten before I put. I Steph have to respectfully disagree. No, I, I, and I understand that because people will say Steph Curry completely changed the NBA, like evolutionary wise and like generationally, and I, and I do, I understand that, I get it, and I agree with that. But when you talk about like, there's things to be compared, like Steph Curry 
he is a three-time champion. He's still never won a finals MVP. Kevin Durant, MVP? When, he came, when Kevin Durant came to that team after the 73-9 and when Warriors lost in the finals, he joins the team. Kevin Durant was by far, noticeably, the best player on that team. And that team has Steph Curry on it. So you can't tell me in a way that Steph Curry is a higher, better player than for Kevin Durant was in their careers. No, it was for multiple seasons. He won two finals MVPs with them. And I mean, but then there's the argument also like, does Kevin Durant win a title without ever joining the Warriors? I mean, he hasn't won without Steph Curry or Clay Thompson either. So it's, well, who it had the best record close. of all time without KD? Steph Curry. I understand that. And I understand, but he didn't win the finals that year either. He won that anonymous MVP. Every that's single person voted for him. KD's got him. KD. Well, KD has one or two MVPs. Does he have just one? Anonymous, though? I mean, unanimous. I mean, yeah, one. Sorry. I, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Unanimous. I'm just saying. I think it's, uh, he might be the only unanimous, but still. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and say that a unanimous MVP just automatically vaults somebody over everybody else. I mean, especially if that other person has an MVP. Steph Curry has completely evolutionized the game. By the end of his career, he will be a top 10, top five player ever. Um, and he's com- and, the, and the game will be changed forever because of him. Big men will shoot forever because of him. But um, as of right now, yeah, no, I would stand by that point that I would have KD over Steph Curry to get in the top 10 first. I, I see it, so I'm not too upset, Yank, because, I mean, he was a toe away from going to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Last year, yeah. and I think they win it. I think any team, the and I mean, Bucks and we're also talking, win. and we're also talking about these guys when they're still playing, <laughs> when like, they still got five still, years. Yeah, like when we like, we'll see what happens in the next five to ten years. If, the, if one of them goes out and does some incredible stuff, then obviously opinions can change. So I'm not a, like that's why I already know how Curry has changed the game. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up jumping a bunch of these cats. But yeah, for sure, right now I get it. Um, a big one for me, Shaquille O'Neal not being in the top ten. I, I, I'm, I gotta put him in. I, I put him in over Tim Duncan. Yeah, I do. I put him in over Tim Duncan. So at least get him in the top ten. Shaq was um, so explosive. Yeah. The most dominant big man. The biggest. I honestly, possibly, probably the most athletic big man of all time as well, especially in his prime. For him to be that big, that strong, to run the floor the way he was able to, um, absolutely incredible. He was averaging thirty points and fifteen rebounds in seasons, like just absolutely dominant. The blocks. Kobe doesn't win five championships without him. Um, I mean, I, I, it's just Shaq. It's the big Shaq. It's the big Aristotle. Come on, man. No, I totally agree with you. Shaq was just so amazing. I mean, he's one of the most electric players of all time, in my opinion. You already said him. He's shattering backwards. He's being so explosive, very uh, out there type of person as well. And, I mean, if the world was going to end, I asked Omar on the last interview, go check it out. But, like, I'm taking Shaq as my center any day of the week. Him and his prime was very, very scary. And like you said, not being in the top ten, kind of hard to see. I mean, Averaging for his career, 23 and 11. Like, that's pretty electric, Yank. Like, yeah, it, it, that's pretty darn good. And even for his blocks in a career, 2.3 blocks in his career, Yank. Come on now. Like, that's yeah. crazy. He's not in the top 10. And the championships to back it up. Like, I don't know what else you need. 
every franchise he touched for the most until the very end of his career, <laughs> where he was kind of just jumping around. But still, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like he comes out and he goes to he goes to Orlando and he, him and Penny Hardaway. That's a, there's a thirty for thirty on him. Like you know how crazy, like what could have been if he didn't if Penny doesn't get injured, if Shaq doesn't end up going to the Lakers, that could have been a whole nother franchise, a whole nother story. Um, they go to the finals one year. He goes to the Lakers. They win three championships. He goes to the Heat. They win a championship. I mean, it's it's incredible to see what he was able to accomplish, his impact on every franchise that he touched and when he was in a peak or prime or at least close to it playing condition. Um, even he made a, run, a deep pretty a deep playoff run with LeBron uh, even when he went to the Cavs. Uh, I know he touched the Celtics even for a short time. Yeah, like, the rainbow. Like, he had the rainbow yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So – that's all I'm saying, but like he was such a big, impactful player, and then just the way that he was able to expand the marketing and advertising. Because I mean, he came up uh, when Michael Jordan was making it global. He had already kind of done that, but Shaq kind of took the reins from that um, from him once he was retiring, as far as being like the face, the center of the NBA for for a solid amount of time. I would say five to ten years. Him oh, and LeBron. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end of that, it was LeBron's time. So and Kobe, of course, you can't forget about Kobe. That's another name on this list. He's number ten. I put Kobe in the top five. That's me taking into account also like there's mama mentality, there's stories, there's moments, there's things like that. Like the Achilles injury, walking back out on the court. I always think of his sixty point final game, the Kobe eighty one, the mama mentality, just in general, just. I, I, it's hard for me to not put Kobe in the top three all time, but I, I mean, I do understand Kareem being there. So if anything, Kobe's got to be a top four player of all time in my mind. Um, but that's just, that's just a personal opinion. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, I think I have Kobe like at eight, you know, no pun intended for his jersey or like nine. I mean, definitely a top 10 for sure. It's one of those debates that can go either way. I mean, you have the monumental 81 points, the walking out after Achilles, the mama mentality. My kids don't even know this, but, like, shooting a paper ball into a trash can. Like, if you're that good and, like, it's just a non, like, talked about thing that whenever you shoot something, you say, Kobe, like, you're pretty darn good. You should be in the top ten, like, if people are saying your name after you shoot a piece of paper into the garbage. Um, And like you said, just the mama mentality and all, and the championships, the stats, the MVPs. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, I mean, I can see the debate. I think there are some other more – even better players, like four or five players better. Um, highest I put them is six. Lowest I put them is maybe eight, maybe nine. But, I mean, it just depends. Like, the talks, you know, that's awesome. Talks at the dinner table, Yang. Is, is Where's Kobe at in the rankings? Like, I can totally see people's sides of being in the top five. Personally, like, I just can't put them up there. But, like, I totally can see it. It just depends what you opinionate at that time. And, I mean, to still include him, and I saw one, like, photo edit of, like, the Laker photo with Kobe, like, in it. Um, it was super Oh, cool. yes, yes, and, yes. Yeah, definitely, you know, one of the best for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If there's anything that also came out of this weekend, the amount of iconic photos that, there oh, yeah. came, that came out of this weekend, uh, just all the legends, everybody that was still together, um, it's going to be cool to sit, think about, like, oh, in 25 years, we can all sit here and be like, oh, it's the 100th, and we can sit back and reflect on this and remember that you and I were doing a podcast about it, and now, holy crap, we're at the next one. Um, right. So that's going to be super cool moving forward. But obviously, 
we'll get into the debate another time. I'm not starting that one and two debate with you. Oh, I'm yeah. not, no, no, no. We already I'm not. We already know. Well, I'm sure that we'll revisit that another time, another episode. But to me, it's also like I, I get it now. I'm actually okay with LeBron being two in a way right now just because he's still playing. He's still playing. So we'll see what happens. But at yeah, the end of that, that, we're going to have to talk. Nah, nah. Yep, yep. You nah. are here to hear. I already Can't said that. I already I just followed it up. I was saying, but we all know who's really the number one when it's all going to be said and done. So that's all I'm saying. Anyway, moving forward, uh, that was the NBA Top 75. And we got a couple other takes to take on that. Are you all good? No, I'm absolutely electric. So cool to see so many just legends. And it's really cool to look at some of those older people, like their highlights of what basketball was back then. But the brotherhood of the NBA is uh, quite awesome to see. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Gotta love it. Uh, and other big news uh, this week in sports, uh, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team being able to make their settlement in court uh, for the equal pay lawsuit. And now they are able to, I believe the actual terms of it, I have it here in front of me, um, so they'll share $24 million in payments from U.S. soccer uh, to and that's and then on top of that will then be awarded equalized pay between the men's and women's national teams for all competitions, including the World Cup. And they'll secure all that through the collective bargaining agreements and whatnot. That's big time, Mickey. That's awesome news. That's big time. It's things that we've all been loving to see. I mean, there's obviously been a discrepancy between men and women's sports. And obviously, I think their eyes are being opened a little bit more and what needs to be done to equalize this in a better way. Um, but you see things, the differences uh, from just NCAA March Madness was an example just a couple of years ago um, with the different weight lifting facilities. We see that being equalized now. We see um, ESPN, other big major out sports outlets promoting women's uh, sports more often, especially basketball. That's a bit that's the biggest one that I've been noticing lately. Um, and then obviously this, uh, the women's national soccer team now being paid in the same way that the men's national soccer team is. It's a hundred percent of what needed to be done. Yank, um, this has been a debate, always a talk, and it's always about you know. My thing is, is how much revenue do they actually bring? In I, I get it. And here's my thing. In 2016, the U.S. women's soccer team earned $1.9 billion or, yeah, billion dollars than the men's in 2016. $1.9 million, my apologies. Million dollars more than men. Um, yeah. That's huge. Uh, they yeah. need to get paid. They need to get their money. Yeah. I look even around my elementary school gym, and I see U.S. women's soccer jerseys being worn. I mean, I see the Julie Ertz jersey. I see the Alex Morgan jersey. I don't see any men's jerseys. I don't even know people who are on the men's U.S. team, you know, ever since 2016. I don't even know because they haven't been relevant. And I'm sorry for that, soccer fans. But the U.S. women's team, they've won four World Cups, 1991, 1999, 2015, 2019. They've won Olympic gold medals, 1996, 2004, 2008, 2012. I know some of those are dated in, like, the 90s and early 2000s, but, like, Winning the World Cup in 2019, Yank, that's pretty electric. People knowing yeah. people's names of the athletes, Abby Wambach, Megan Rapinoe, or however you say her name. Uh, yeah, I know Megan her, like, the iconic pink hair. Like, those are so good. And they generate more uh, revenue, Yank. What more do you need than overall popularity, success, and making more revenue? Of course, they should get paid more. And it's absolute blasphemy that they weren't. 
I mean, all the stats for the past four years have really shown that the women's hockey team or not hockey, sorry, my apologies, the women's soccer team is just overall better. And it's really cool to see they made that settlement to hopefully get, you know, that same paid. Yeah, and I do understand the revenue argument in some ways, but at the same time, like when you have the exposure that you have when the associations that the women's sports are affiliated with, because they're still like NCAA, they're all, it's all one big entity, you know? Like, so men's and women's to me should be treated equal. When you talk about the WNBA for the NBA, they're their own separate things, but in a way, it's all associated with the NBA. It's all run through Adam Silver and all things of that nature. So, to me, that'll be another discussion uh, down the road that needs to be had. Women's national soccer team, you already said it. They create generate more revenue than the men's team does at this point, and it's been that way for years. So, yes, this is something that needs to happen. It needs to be a topic of discussion with women's sports moving forward, but it's something that you love to see, and uh, hopefully it just sets a precedent for everything in the future. Yeah, and I mean, you're starting to see that now. I'm starting to see a little bit more, like on ESPN, of even women's college basketball. You said, like, NCAA, you already brought that up. Like, Caitlin Clark is one of the most electric women's basketball players Woo! from Iowa um, right now. Paige Buccaneers, or however you call her, Buckets, Paige Buccaneers, <laughs> is coming back. But she got her own, like, personal photo on ESPN Buckets. showing that. So, I mean, they're definitely trying. They are definitely making that push, making that transition. I talked about last year, or, like, I think in the summer, about the – NCAA World Series of softball. Yeah, I watched majority of the games. Haley showed it to me. I'm like, the JMU team or JSMU, I forget the exact team, like watching them, like, this is awesome. All right, it's a little bit more fast paced compared to baseball. Like, I'd rather watch softball than baseball um, in the World Series. So, I mean, it's definitely making us come up. I think that soccer, you know, obviously they should be. I already told everyone the facts, but like, it's just cool to see that they are getting equal pay and that they do really deserve it. Absolutely. It's everything that um, it's everything that a lot of people I mean, I know it's great for a lot of people. Obviously, it's great for every woman, all the women out there. It's great for um, different sports. It's great for athletes. It's 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 awesome to see. Um, And obviously, there will be a lot of things that are still going to be worked through a lot of obstacles to overcome. But every little thing that happens is a step in the right direction. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Got to love it. Oh, yeah, it is super awesome. I mean, the NBA is buzzing. The Celtics just had a big win. College basketball, I know we're going to have a big episode on that. Um, this year it's going to be so hard to choose a winner, in my opinion. I'm trying to do my, my stats. I'm trying to do my research <laughs> on creating the best bracket. So I can go win the bracket challenge over you this year like I did last year um, by only like a few points, I think it was. But uh, I know that's going to be coming up here in the very, very soon future. Y'all, sports are just keep on coming no matter if it's track basketball soccer we're covering it all here on the mickey Lily podcast absolutely i know last year i was able to pick the right winner i was able to get baylor in there but i was i remember picking i think it was kentucky or something and they had lost early uh or there was one game that screwed me i remember one of the entire corners of the bracket was like completely shut down early so <laughs> That that was that was painful, but yes, excited for our March Madness bracket challenge. Um, we'll get everybody the details on that when we can. Um, but yeah, the NBA is back, back from its little hiatus. Good to see the Heat get a win coming out of the break. Hopefully, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to keep that number one spot. Good news, Victor Oladipo might be coming in the lineup as early as the next uh, two weeks. So once we see that, we might see a fully healthy Miami Heat team for the first time this season. I'm excited to have that. Um, obviously, 
all other sports news. We will pick up on the major headlines and talk about them here. Um, and that's that's good for me as far as the takes for sports. Any final last it? Good. Uh, good. Celtics good. continue on winning. The uh, <laughs> NBA is really flourishing. College basketball is as well. I mean, we could go on and on, but uh, awesome stuff. And we're going to continue to recap it all since NFL season is kind of over. So it's a different vibe here on the podcast, but it's still amazing. It's still electric. Yeah, absolutely. And the things that I was mentioning earlier on the week, little announcement, little alert. Oh, yeah, the alert, uh, gotten, alert. I've gotten offer or just some discussions in the air about possibly getting football going, uh, new, a football career back up again, talking semi-pro leagues. Um, so that could be something just what? fun. For me. Yeah, absolutely. So the Daytona Beach Broncos, it was uh, brought up in discussion the last couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm actually going to the game. Probably later tonight or next week. I got to figure out. I got to talk to the coach and a couple of the players, but we'll see what happens. Could be something oh, in the works. Suing back up, coming out of retirement, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is we don't know for sure yet. I haven't made the decision because my body ain't always the happiest with me. But we'll see what happens. The rumor, the rumor mill is talking. The rumor the mill. The Pancake House is talking about Zizzy Yankovic making a comeback, putting on the Jersey 42 again. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So I'm pretty excited about the possibility, but we'll see what happens. Wow, I was just excited that we might play flag football and go like do a little tour to North Carolina with the boys and go try to win a tourney that. But like, you go with semi-pro, okay? No, okay, okay, okay. We'll see. But yeah, no, that flag stuff, if we can get that worked out, that'd be super fun too. Hey, so we'd, we'd make a whole vlog. We'd post about it. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be amazing. Highlight reels are coming. What do you mean? We put people <laughs> in the bag. I got a backpack for ankles right here. Come here, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but... You all know what it is. Everybody have a great day. It's beautiful weather down here in Florida. It sounds like it's cold and sad up up north, but everybody be happy. That's all that we want for you. So if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Are we cutting it up? Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. Peace.